Greetings. You are now in tune with the Talkin' Reggae podcast. As always, I am your host, Jay of Street Level Uprising. I didn't do an episode last week because it was the holiday week. And I'm also kind of dragging my feet on booking more guests and getting back to interviews because I'm, I'm so close to being done with my new studio. It's a, it, it's an air conditioner installation away from being done, from being ready, to be completely ready for uh, recording and production and, uh, and also for being the home base of, of talking reggae. So I'm kind of kind of waiting on booking more guests until I'm situated in there. But I also don't want to let the podcast lapse too much. And since I didn't do one last week, I wanted to do one this week. Also, the last one that I did, it was very serious subject matter, talking about anti-Semitism, racism, things of that nature. I didn't want this one to be super serious like that one. Um, I needed to have a little fun. Also, we have very serious, unfortunate things going on in our family right now. So I thought, you know, it'd be great to just just do something fun. And I remember a couple months ago, I came across this Rolling Stone article. Rolling Stone paid tribute to 60 years of Jamaican independence by picking one song from each of those years to kind of highlight. So it's, you know, 60 songs in 60 years. It's compiled by this writer named Patricia Machino who, from what I can tell, is Rolling Stone's reggae writer, so obviously very knowledgeable. And this list, this 60 years of Jamaican music in 60 songs, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, you could pick so much. So it's like, you know, how do you pick just just one tune from each year? And the writer isn't trying to say, you know, these are the best songs necessarily from each year, because, you know, best is subjective anyway. But from me reading this list, what I love about it is there's a mix of different things. Is some things on here are extremely influential, some things on here are are groundbreaking, whether it's technology or whatever rhythms were used or anything. But it's a great mix that really covers all all forms of Jamaican music that have been popular in the past 60 years from ska, rocksteady, reggae, all the way up through dance hall and some of the latest trap rhythms that we're hearing coming out of Jamaica. So I just wanted to run down this list and talk about these tunes on here. And and there were some tunes on here I was not familiar with, uh, especially some of the more recent ones. So it was really cool for me to familiarize myself with what I didn't know, and also just to go back and hear some of these jams again that I've been loving for, for you know, my whole life. So it's a beautiful thing. So I want to run down this list. Let's have some fun here. And I'll add a little bit of my own commentary and how I view these songs, how I feel about them. So from 1962, the year of Jamaican independence, we have Derek Morgan with Forward March, kind of an announcement of Jamaican independence. It even uses the words, we're independent. So Ska came to be in the late 50s, and here we are in 1962, and Derek Morgan, who's pretty much the king of ska at that point, comes out with this tune, Forward March. Excellent song, just like all the others on this list. 1963, The Maidles Never Grow Old. Now, we, we know Toots. We've, we love Toots. We all love Toots. If you go back to 1963, uh, you'll hear Never Grow Old, and you'll hear those harmonies that made Toots and The Maidles one of the biggest names in reggae. This track is backed by the Scottalites, who, of course, you know, possibly the most famous name in ska. 1964, Millie Small with My Boy Lollipop, which was a huge hit. It was a cover. It was a cover of an R&B tune from the 50s 
And something groundbreaking about this one, it was the first hit produced by Chris Blackwell uh, of Island Records, who of course would go on to be Bob Marley's label head and producer during his solo years in the 70s that really and helped turn Bob Marley into an international star. 1965, we have the Scottalites with Guns of Navarone. This is such a great tune. I love, I love the Scottalites. I love all that early Scottalite stuff, all that stuff from the 60s. And this, this tune was one of the most famous for sure. Funny thing is the original Scottalites were only together for just a little over a year, and they managed to, to record just hundreds of tunes for themselves, also backing up other people. And Guns of Navarone might be one of their most famous. 1966, Hopeton Lewis with the tune Take It Easy. He was only 19 when he recorded this tune. And some people say it's the first song to have a rock steady groove. Uh, so, you know, not, not the faster, uh, thick sky. It's more of a, you know, slightly, slightly slowed down, slightly slowed down, slightly stripped down rhythm. Rock steady being the bridge from between ska and reggae. 1967, Prince Buster with Judge Dredd. Prince Buster was one of the most important producers in reggae history. Made a lot of hits, ran a very successful sound system and record store. He was also one of the first producers to really put the focus on Jamaica locally with Jamaican music as opposed to focusing on international sounds and and trying to please the international audience that already existed. 1968, Larry Marshall and Alvin Perkins with Nanny Goat. A lot of people point to this tune as the one where Rocksteady was really starting to become reggae. 1969, Desmond Decker and the Aces with Israelites. This tune actually went to number nine on the U.S. charts and number one in the U.K., which was amazing for a tune at the time with a focus on conscious lyrics as this tune is. 1970, you Roy and the Paragons, where you to the ball? So you Roy, that's uh, that's the king of toasting right there. So we've talked about toasting in the past, and if you if you haven't heard some of the things, you you're not familiar with toasting. It's basically rapping or talking over an instrumental record, and you Roy was uh, he wasn't the first to do that, but he really turned it into and art you know a lot of times they would do it at the at the sounds with the sound system at at parties dances and stuff like that you roy really brought it to the studio brought toasting to the studio and you know for me he's always been the king of toasting 1971 the abyssinians sata masagana this is a huge groundbreaking tune as far as rastafari and reggae rastafari lyrics rastafari teachings and uh, in fact, it's, it's, so, it's so Rasta that when it was first recorded in the late 60s, uh, Cox on Dodd, the producer, didn't want to release it because Rasta was not uh, looked upon uh, favorably at the time. So it actually took a couple years to come out, 1971. Brilliant singing, we, brilliant vocal trio. We've talked about the Jamaican vocal trios on this show a lot. Brilliant. 1972, Jimmy Cliff, The Harder They Come. Most people know this tune, or if you, whether you've seen the movie The Harder They Come or not, most people know this tune. It, it's definitely one of the classics of reggae, easily. One of my favorite tunes, for sure, always has been. Uh, 1973, The Wailers, Get Up, Stand Up. 
I probably don't need to say anything at all about this tune because you probably know it pretty well because if you're listening to a podcast called Talking Reggae, you're probably familiar <laughs> with Get Up Stand Up, written by Bob Marley and Peter Tosh. First appeared on the Burning album by the Whalers, and then Peter Tosh did his own solo version later. Uh, everything about this song is excellent and wonderful. It really is the ultimate tune of resistance, just consciousness in a nutshell. 1974, King Tubby and Augustus Pablo. King Tubby meets rockers uptown. So Augustus Pablo, his instrument was melodica. Now, if you're unfamiliar with that name, it's the little keyboard with a tube that you blow into, and you blow into it, and you play the keyboard. And Augustus Pablo, to me, was the master of this. I don't even always enjoy a, a melodica, depending on whose hands it's in, but I definitely have always enjoyed it in Augustus Pablo's hands. And he did it with... Uh, it was, Producer King Tubby and Augustus Pablo come up with this track, King Tubby Meets the Rockers Uptown. King Tubby was one of the founders of dub music, and this was a great collaboration between two originators. 1975, Burning Spear with Marcus Garvey. Uh, this is another groundbreaking tune. It wasn't even supposed to be like a, a, a release. It was, it was a, a dub plate that was done exclusively for a sound system. Uh, but it got such a great response that it was released. In this tune, you're really starting to realize that reggae has grown into a powerful phenomenon of consciousness and spirituality. 1976, Peter Tosh, Legalize It. That's another tune I probably don't need to say much about. Uh, obviously, Peter Tosh, one of the, the godfathers of this music, one of, the, one of the legends. Enough said about that. Culture, Two Sevens Clash, 1977. Two Sevens Clash. There's no other tune that could have been chosen to represent 1977. It was such a big deal. And it was, this was actually a big deal. Like people had to, people like closed their businesses and schools and stuff on that day because some people thought it was going to be the, the date of the apocalypse, which is July 7th, 1977. It was a, a extremely hot year of, of politics, political violence in Jamaica, and Two Sevens Clash was an appropriate hot tune to match what was going on in Jamaica that year. 1978, Third World, Now That We've Found Love. This was a, this was a tune from, actually out of Philly, recorded by the OJs, and then Third World did a cover of it. 1979, Mighty Diamonds, One Brother Short. This list leans heavy on consciousness, and this was another conscious tune. 1980, Bob Marley, Redemption Song. This is the first tune on this list that isn't ska, rock, steady, or reggae. Bob on this tune showcased more of a soulful folk vibe. Just to show you that Jamaica's not all ska, rock, steady, and reggae. There's a lot of tunes on this list that go beyond that. It's what makes Jamaica such an amazing hotbed of music is the amount of different styles it's brought into the world, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. 1981, Black Uhuru with Spongy Reggae. This was really uh, the, the quintessential Sly and Robbie groove. Sly and Robbie really took reggae and added a rock power, like the power of rock to reggae, which is something that Chris Blackwell had started with, with Bob Marley and the Wailers. His vision of them was, was almost as a rock band, rock band style. And Sly and Robbie really took it to the next level with some of the some of the power that they were putting on their grooves. 
They took the one drop groove, added a kick on the one, developed the rocker's beat. There's that power. And Black Uhuru, another just legendary reggae group. 1982, Gregory Isaacs, Night Nurse. Now, Gregory Isaacs is one of my favorite singers, one of my favorite voices. Night Nurse is probably the classic of Gregory, although I, I could name a bunch of tunes that I like just as much, if not more. Night Nurse was really his unbelievable, huge, huge tune that pretty much everyone seems to know. And I, I certainly love his voice on everything, including Night Nurse. 1983, Dennis Brown, Revolution. Another one of my favorite voices. Unbelievable. Great message on this track. Living and loving, sharing and caring. I'll get behind that. 1984, Frankie Paul, Past the Tushang Pang. This tune's about Herb, and it will not be the last tune on here about Herb. Great voice, Frankie Paul, and left us way too early. 1985, Wayne Smith, Under Me Slang Tang. Okay, I mentioned a lot of these tunes were groundbreaking. Under Me Slang Tang is one of them. Now, the Slang Tang rhythm, this, this was really the first, I don't know, it's tough to say the first, because, you know, for every thing we think is a first, somebody else might have been working on it a little bit early, right? But a lot of people say this is the tune that really started introducing technology, synthesizers. Jamaican music had always used instrumental versions of things, and, and people would voice new things on it. We talked about toasting earlier. This was one of the first that really took an electronic groove that was created in a studio, someone voiced on it, and then it was used really again and again for what we refer to as these rhythms these days. Now, I think, I think people have voiced on, on, on the slang tang rhythm like 500 different times. It's like there's 500 different versions of people using this. Even, uh, even Sublime, if you've ever heard Caress Me Down by Sublime, uh, they take the, the, the bass line, the groove from this tune, and refashion that with a, an organically played bass line on, on a bass guitar, made a tune out of that. So this is an incredibly influential tune that went not only through Jamaican music, but into the U.S., found its way to California. So this was fashioned by Wayne Smith and Noel Davey, along with producer King Jammy, and they came up with this groove between the three of them, based on a, 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 a preset on a Casio keyboard from back then, and it's turned into one of just the biggest things, and it was really like the digital revolution. Really kind of preceded things that would happen in music in the U.S., kind of the way things that were done in Jamaica in the 70s preceded the U.S. hip-hop movement. 1986, Sugar Minot, Herbman Hustlin', another appearance by Sly and Robbie on the rhythm. 1987, Coco T with Come Again. Coco T has always, to me, been one of the most underrated singers in reggae history you you don't hear enough people i don't hear enough people talking about them uh and we need to change that 1988 shaba ranks and crystal twice my age shaba you know it's funny shaba i don't hear as many people talk about shaba these days but i back in the early 90s I mean, shaba was king and, and shaba shaba blazed a trail in a lot of ways and just an absolute king of the dance hall 1989, Junior Reed, One Blood. This is one of the most important songs ever written. This, this list is like a, a mix of like groundbreaking technology and some of the most important tunes ever written. And One Blood by Junior Reed is definitely one of them. And you could probably, even if you haven't heard the tune and you hear that title, One Blood, you could probably, probably guess what it's about. But like any other song on this list, if you haven't heard it, you got to check it out. 
1990, Barry's Hammond putting up a resistance. Now, Barry's Hammond is mostly known as being a lover's rock singer, but he's got a handful of conscious tunes in his catalog that are just fire. And putting up a resistance is, is one of them. I, and I got, you know, you know, you got like tunes that remind you of a period in your life. Barry's Hammond always reminds me of a, a period in my life. I used to go to Hong Kong sometimes, period where I was away from home for a while in Hong Kong and uh, putting up a resistance. Well, Barry's Hammond in general, when I hear Barry's Hammond, the tunes I was listening to back then, this is one of the tunes I think of, and it definitely triggers those, those thoughts, those feelings, those mixed emotions of, of being away from home in Hong Kong. It's a roots reggae tune, but still kind of has that 90s digital vibe to it and a conscious tune amongst all the, the wonderful lovers rock that he's given us. 1991, Shinehead with Strive. Shinehead, an incredible talent that easily moved between singing and, and, and rapping and toasting and pretty much anything else he wanted to do. Speaking of toasting, 1992, Supercat and Heavy D, Dem No Worry We. This is a good one because this is mixing, it's mixing Jamaica and American hip-hop. And so you've got Supercat and you've got Heavy D. And that's a great way to, you know, it's a a great example of bringing the two cultures together and making a great track. 1993, Buju Banton, Murderer. Buju Banton's always been one of my favorites. And this, um, this would appear on his Till Shiloh album a couple years later, but the single was released a couple years earlier. He was only 19 when he wrote the tune. Buju Banton bringing consciousness and anti-violence lyrics into the dance hall. 1994, Garnet Silk, Complaint. Here's another tune that reminds me of when I used to be in Hong Kong. This is another tune I was listening to a lot. Both Garnet Silk's solo version of Complaint, which came out in 94. Also, there's a duet version with Buju Banton on, uh, on Till Shiloh. Garnet Silk, an artist who left us way too soon. Just an unbelievably beautiful voice and really influenced a lot of people in the decades to come, including me. 1995, Luciano featuring Terror Fabulous and Louis Culture in this together. There's also a great live version of this on um, Luciano Live in San Francisco. That's another, that's another title, In This Together. You could tell what it's about, even if you don't know the tune. But just, just a great tune, great collaboration between three great artists. 1996, Tanya Stevens. You're not ready for this yet. Tanya Stevens, another underrated artist. But, you know, to me, she could be the most famous artist in the world. She'd still be underrated. She's unbelievable. I, I love her. I have so much respect for her. I love her attitude. I love her boldness. I love... The things I've seen her support over the year. She's an absolute queen. 1997, Sizzla, Black Woman and Child. This is a, the only tune on this list, I think, with a Nyabingi rhythm. It's on the Black Woman and Child album, which might be Sizzla's most famous album. This might be his most famous tune, uh, although that's tough to say among so many excellent albums and tunes. 1998, Beanie Man, Who Am I? The first time, before I even heard this tune, there was a, I used to work at a supermarket when I was, you know, back then. I don't remember how old I was back then. But there was this cashier who worked there. She was an older lady, uh, real nice, kind of goofy. And I'd go through her line and she'd start singing. She'd start singing this tune. It used to crack me up, but she didn't look like someone who would know this tune, let alone be singing it. 1999, Bounty Killer with Look. Bounty Killer, absolute king of the dance hall, one of the legends. If people was to put together a top five or 
or a Mount Rushmore, as people, as Americans like to say, especially as sports commentators like to say, it'd be tough to keep Bounty Killer off of a, uh, a Mount Rushmore of the kings of the, of the dance hall. And one of his most famous tunes is Look. That's 1999. 2000, Junior Kelly, If Love's So Nice. This is this, is this great, I, I love the sentiment in this tune, you know, If Love's So Nice, Tell Me Why It Hurts So Bad. If love's so nice, tell me why I'm sad. Like, yeah, like, uh, that's the great thing about love tunes is very relatable. A lot of people can't, a lot of people can't relate to the stuff, to the conscious stuff. A lot of people don't want to hear it. Like one of my friends said one time, if I want to know what's going on, I'll watch the news. But in entertainment, you want it to be entertained by not so serious stuff. It's tough for people to relate to consciousness, which makes my career choice uh, <laughs> quite a, quite foolish, quite sketchy, but whatever. I do what I do. But love songs, everyone can relate to, and that's why it's a beautiful thing. We can all, I'm sure, relate to the sentiment that's expressed in If Love's So Nice by Junior Kelly. 2001. They actually got two for 2001 on this because they're both by Shaggy, Angel and It Wasn't Me. And yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're my age, even a little younger or anything other than someone who's born in the late 90s or, or 2000s, like you, you remember these tunes being all over the radio, uh, maybe even MTV. I can't remember if MTV had stopped playing videos by then or not. But So two tunes on this list for Shaggy, one of three diamond-selling artists to come out of Jamaica, along with Sean Paul and, of course, Bob Marley, but Angel and It Wasn't Me. Huge hits, huge hits, huge hits off the Hot Shot album, enormous in 2001 for Shaggy. Speaking of Sean Paul, 2002, Get Busy. Like, that's another tune. This uh, radio station I listen to sometimes around here, they, they play this tune all the time, along with some Shaggy too, but the, I hear this tune all the time. But you hear that hand clap groove drop, and you know exactly what tune it is. It's Get Busy by Sean Paul. 2003, Morgan Heritage, She's Still Loving Me. More legends of reggae. Reggae royalty, great singers, great songwriters, great musicians. Hit makers. Yeah. 2004, Richie Spice, Earth a Run Red. Another incredibly underrated artist. You know, those mid 2000s, I was listening to Richie Spice a lot. There's spirituality in this, there's consciousness in this. Beautiful tune. 2005, Damien Marley, Welcome to Jam Rock. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, there wasn't, if you'd have told me beforehand, like, hey, there's going to be this list of, 60 tunes from 60 years and you know can you name a few of the tunes that you know are going to be on this list welcome to jam rock would definitely be one i remember buying this album the day it came out and the first two tunes on the welcome to jam rock album confrontation and welcome to jam rock i don't think i made it past those two <laughs> for a couple days i was too busy having those two tunes on repeat and finally to say okay i gotta listen to the rest of this album welcome to jam rock was absolutely the hottest reggae track of that year and it, it's built off of uh Aini Kamozi's world of reggae and I always thought it'd be cool to do kind of like a mashup live of like uh world of music and welcome to jam rock I always thought that would be a lot of fun uh just a brilliant track one of the greatest tracks ever made in music let alone reggae welcome to jam rock 2005 Taurus Riley she's royal in 2006 a beautiful tune of honor and respect for women. 2007, Ja Cure with Love Is, which was actually recorded in prison. Ja Cure didn't really start 
recording until he was in prison and and this track was among others that were recorded while he was serving time jock here love is 2007 2008 etana with roots etana to me always there's this it's almost like she's she's got this soulful jazzy thing going on you could tell she was influenced by a, a lot of different genres and it's a it's a beautiful tune. Is there's a there's a joy to this tune, even when she's talking about serious things. There's a joy that comes through her voice, which is just just spectacular. Two thousand nine vibes cartel featuring Spice Rampant Shop. Here we're really into start getting into modern dance hall with Vibes Cartel, who uh, another one of the the legends, kings of the dance hall, and and Spice, the the queen of dance hall, doing it together on this incredible tune. Two thousand six. Raging Fire, Judgment Day. This is the real, you know, people would say it's a resurgence of Roots Reggae. I, I say Roots Reggae never went anywhere and it's never gonna, but it did take a little dip in popularity. And Raging Fire, one of the groups or one of the artists that really keep in the flame of Roots Reggae lit. You have the grooves, you have the consciousness, you have everything that made Roots Reggae in the, in the, in the 70s so powerful today in a, in a modern time 2011 Stephen marley featuring damian marley and buju banton jaw army it's not enough that we got steve marley or damian marley or buju banton and they put them all together and come up with something incredible and more consciousness it's i i love i love how much consciousness is just just all over this this list here in rolling stone 2002 busy signal reggae music again Another king of the dance hall realm, but here he is doing a roots tune and really paying tribute to Jamaican music history, paying tribute to reggae and stepping away from the modern dance hall sounds back into a more roots sound. 2013, Jesse Royal, Modern Day Judas. What surprised me about this tune on this list is, uh, I guess just that I'm getting old and I didn't realize that this tune came out nine years ago. I thought it was more recent. I was like, 2013? Like, no, 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 stop showing me how old I am. Uh, Jesse Royal, one of the greatest reggae artists working today. I'm a huge Jesse Royal fan. I'm also another fan of these two gentlemen who are also huge, carrying the torch of modern reggae. Protégé featuring Chronics with Who Knows, that's 2014. Uh, to, have, to have both of these cats on the track together, I mean, to me, they're, they're two of the top five reggae artists working today, so to have them on a, on a tune like this. I know we get collaborations a lot in hip-hop and in reggae. I'm all for it. I want more. Uh, 2015, Chronics with Capture Land. You know, people talk a lot about modern Jamaican music and dance hall and, and trap dance hall and things like that, and maybe lyrics that aren't positive, maybe lyrics that are more geared towards violence and sexuality. But for as much talk as there is about that, we have artists like Chronics that are putting consciousness at the forefront of, of their artistry and talking about things like colonialism, which is what Capture Land is about. 2016, Nesbeth with My Dream. This, My Dream is one of the most just outright, just straight up positive tunes I've ever heard. This is like, like when you hear One Love, right? You hear One Love and you're just like, like, yeah, like this could be an international anthem. That's the way I feel about my dream. It's, it's got that same vibe. It's got like everybody calm down, stop what you're doing, put your politics and all your other BS aside and listen to my dream by Nesbeth and let's get together and feel all right. 
2017, Dre Island featuring Popcorn, We Pray. Another collaboration between two incredible artists, a great singer and pianist, and also another king of the dance hall collaborating on this tune. 2018, Coffee with Toast. 2018 was Coffee's breakout year, and she was just 18 when she recorded this. Not that she's a... Not that she's real old now. We're only talking four years later, but you know, by now everyone knows Coffee, Grammy winner and incredible talent, and another Grammy nominee this year. What I love about Coffee is all the influences that find their way into her music. You know, she's not afraid to do what she wants to do and not worry about trends or I'm this or I'm that. She'll mix it all up and make something wonderful. 2019, Leela Ik, Where I'm Coming From. Another artist who's, who, who has a bunch of different influences and isn't afraid to put them all in her tunes. Over these past few years, we've really started singing trap, coming into the dance hall grooves, and we're seeing that here on this track. 2020, Popcorn featuring Drake and Party Next Door with Twist and Turn. This one's kind of a, got a bunch of stuff going on on the track as far as the groove from trap and dance hall and some pop stuff. And another collaboration between Legends, Drake, Popcorn. I mean, it's, it's you know, what are you going to do? There's just so much goodness in that tune, just like there is on the rest of this list. 2021, Yaxta with Ambition. More trap vibes on this tune with a positive, conscious message. And lastly, we come to Ashana featuring Ed Sheeran with Brace It this year, 2022. And another collaboration. You really see, like these past 10, 15 years, you really see how important collaborations have become to Jamaican music, just like they have in American music. And this one sees what people might see as an unlikely, unlikely pairing between one of the largest, biggest pop stars in the world and a dance hall queen. And that's the list. That's this list of 60 tunes from the 60 years of Jamaican independence. As I said before, there's a lot of great things about this list, a lot of groundbreaking things, a lot of important tunes, important lyrics, and innovation. I would say aspiring producers, aspiring songwriters, check out the tunes on this list and see just how much innovation is in everything. There's not a tune on this list that didn't bring something new to the table. And what I see a lot today, and it's not, it's no one's fault. You know, and it's and to some extent, it's always been there's always been somebody makes a hit tune and 90 people jump on their coattails and try to make tunes just like that. And no matter how old you are, I'm sure you could think of in your lifetime examples of artists that were more copying to try to capture the zeitgeist than trying to do their own thing. What I would say about listening to this list is there's innovation that came to it in every single tune. And that's a great lesson for all of us as artists, producers, songwriters, to try to bring innovation to what's going on. Don't just copy and try to make a song that's good. Try to bring something new to the table. Everyone on this list did that. It's a phenomenal list. And I really appreciate that Rolling Stone did this. Shout out to Patricia Machino. It's a great list. And uh, I look forward to doing another one of these again 60 years from now when we can do the next 60 years of, of tunes for Jamaican independence. So that's enough of me from now. I am Jay of Street Level Uprising. Thank you once again for listening to the Talking Reggae podcast. I will be back soon with interviews as soon as I can. Talk again soon. One love.